All right. In boxing, some divisions are not as sexy as others. The women's super flyweight division qualifies for that description at the moment. However, when you dig into the division a little deeper, you see it has the same elements of any division, hot division or not, men or women. It has class talent, champs on the rise, and talented fighters clawing their way to the top. This is the state of the super flyweight division. Let's start with the champs. WBA champ, Maribel Ramirez of Mexico. You look at our record and a few things stand out. First, she has 24 fights and she's been a professional fighter since she was 22. She's now 35, so she's averaging a little over one fight a year. That emphasizes her commitment to boxing that she has stuck with it this long without consistent fight dates. Another note, and this one is a little odd, is she's been knocked out more than she's knocked out other women. I need a stat on how many champs fit in that category. If anybody knows that, let me know. And her win-loss percentage is 541. Now, that's great in baseball, but this ain't baseball. With that being said, she has fought some quality opposition in Barbie Juarez, Selena Munoz twice, and current WBA flyweight champ, Naoka Fujioka. And Ramirez deserves respect because she is a champion and she hasn't lost since 2016. She's on a four-fight win streak and has won fights in her country of Mexico, has traveled to Sweden as a champion, and won, and also won in Peru. She doesn't just fight in her backyard like we see a lot of champions do. She is a world champion. So big up to Ramirez for that. Let's examine her run further. She became champ in 2018 and hasn't fought since. If you don't fight, you don't lose. I don't think any sanctioning body should allow a champ to hold on to the belt that long without relinquishing it. But I also don't know the circumstances behind it, but that's just my opinion. But as of now, Maribel Ramirez is the champ with her next bout scheduled for April 9, 2022 against Daniela Asenio of Chile. The fight will take place in Santiago, which is the capital of Chile. Ramirez is no stranger to traveling, so let's see if she can have a second successful title defense. WBC champ is Lourdes Juarez of Mexico. Lourdes Juarez appears to be the class of the champions and this division as a whole, y'all. She was last out in November 2021, showing off her talents against Aguilar. Juarez fluently goes from orthodox to southpaw. She gauges distance well, likes to flick the jab and touch her opponent. And she'll sit down on her shots. She dictates the pace. And if an opponent wants to bang, she'll bang just to let her know. But she won't be there long. She's not going to sit there all day. Juarez is an active champion. She fought three times in 2019, two times in 2020, and two times in 2021. So she's getting consistent work. She's in her mid-30s now, so I'm sure she doesn't want to go too long between bouts. But on the flip, this could also keep her fresh. She has 35 acknowledged professional bouts under her belt. She hasn't lost a fight since 2014, winning 30 out of 31 fights with the outlier being a no contest against Yesenia Gomez. I didn't see any pending fights scheduled for Juarez, but I look forward to her next ring appearance. Now let's move on to the WBO. WBO champ, Mio Yoshida of Japan. It's unknown by me just how good Yoshida is. What we do know is that she just rebounded from a technical decision loss 
of her WBO title to Okuda by beating Okuda in the rematch by split decision. She had won 10 fights in a row prior to that. She fought at Bantamweight prior to moving down to Super Flyweight in 2019, which is when she won the vacant title in Japan. In fact, Yoshida has never traveled outside of Japan to fight. There's nothing on the schedule for Yoshida, so 2022 is a mystery. I don't see any unifications coming since no major platform is heavily involved in this division yet. But that can change at any moment with the growth that's occurring in the sport. The opportunities are out there, but is she willing to possibly leave Japan to go for them? That's the unknown right there. We'll just have to wait and see what's to come from Mio Yoshida. IBF champ is Michaela Milagros Lujan of Argentina. Her last time out was November 26, 2021 against Natalie Delgado. Lujan fought three times in 2019, no fights in 2020, which COVID may have come into play there, and twice in 2021. I said Juarez is the class of this division. And now I'll tell you Lujan is part of the future. She's only 22 years old and has been fighting at super flyweight at 113 pounds. So making the weight is not a problem. She is still growing into the weight. Lujan is a hybrid of pressure fighter and boxer. A lot more pressure fighter than boxer, but she is still developing what her style will be. That's what it appears to me. She's not a fighter that worries about establishing the jab. She would use it to keep her opponent honest at times, but what she loves is the lead left hook to the body. It's not always a single shot. Luhan uses it to start her combinations, and she throws plenty of combinations that focus both on body and head. I like that she never forgets about the body, and she has a tendency to mix it up with her opponent. While she's comfortable with throwing those combinations, she does take her fair share of punches when she does. Luhan's going to be a tough fight for any super flyweight, and in her early 20s, she has a chance to make some serious waves in the future. She may not cross paths with Juarez, and honestly, that's a wise move if they don't cross paths at the moment. It'll be interesting to see where this young champ and her team take her career next. For The Ring Magazine, it's currently vacant, but here are the top five in the ring ratings. Out of this top five, only one of them are a current champion, and that's Lourdes Juarez. The other four fighters will be touched on as we cover the division. Let's get into the challenges. For the WBA, Victoria Torres Cano of Mexico, she's number one. The problem is she's been inactive. Cano hasn't fought since December 2020 and has no pending fight date. If the opportunity came for a title shot at Ramirez, I wouldn't be surprised if she took it. But there's no guarantees Ramirez will even have the strap after her April 9th title defense. Olga Julio of Colombia is number two. With a record of 35 and 18, 25 knockouts. Now you normally don't see that many knockouts per win with the women, but while those KOs look impressive, we have to keep things in perspective. If you look at Julio's last nine fights, only one of her opponents have had a winning record. Julio has taken on competitors we are more familiar with, like a Jessica Bach, but she lost both fights by KO in 2011 and decision in 2017. And those, you know, those fights were years ago. She may have made improvements and could be the goods right now, but neither her nor her team will know with this level of competition. Finding adequate quality competition is one of the unfortunate aspects of the women's division in boxing. So we'll see what's next for Olga Julio. Two names you absolutely need to keep an eye on are Jasmine Artiga of America, based out of Florida, and Serena McCoy, Vegas. Artiga is coming off a TKO victory in February, rebounding from the draw she received in the Aguayo fight prior to. 
She's an athletic boxer puncher that hunts for the right shots and doesn't waste too much, which in shorter fights with a busier fighter leaves her vulnerable. A smart and active pressure fighter, I think could spell trouble for Artiga. You can see she carries weight behind her punches and is still developing, so it's important that her team move her correctly. She signed with Peter Kahn's management company in 2020, so she's definitely in very capable hands. But definitely keep your eyes out for Jasmine Artiga. Serena McCoy has a chance to be my golden child of this division. She's been trained by Jeff Mayweather, and you can see it. She's a consummate boxer, a sticking mover who is defense first. A fighter has to be sharp against McCoy because she is very responsible, which can frustrate an opponent, and she'll take advantage of it too. She's a fighter that would benefit from three-minute rounds. She's very patient and invites her opponent in to make mistakes. Ring IQ is one of her biggest attributes. McCoy is young, 21 years old, and like Michaela Lujan, I definitely see a very bright future for McCoy. But one issue I see with McCoy is fans like KOs. And while we don't see as much on the women's side due to two-minute rounds and less championship rounds, McCoy's not an aggressive fighter. It's not a style that a casual fan base would gravitate to. I believe McCoy's style requires a pressure fighter or an aggressive boxer puncher to make for an exciting fight. Now, people like me and some of you that's listening to this or watching this can still appreciate and enjoy her work, but a hungry fighter needs to be on the opposite end or McCoy would just stack up points and cruise to a points decision. You can find one of her fights. Go check it out. You'll see what I'm talking about. Usually I cover who to watch later, but Serena McCoy, Jasmine Ortega, along with Diana Fernandez, who I will touch on shortly, fit that bill. So we covered that area a little earlier in this one. Hey, y'all, flexibility is key. Thanks for rocking with me, though. Moving on to the WBC. Guadalupe Martinez Guzman is number one in the WBC. And although her last loss was to the class of the division in Lourdes Juarez in 2020, it's hard to knock her position here. She has faced a who's who at Super Flyweight. Starting with Juarez and going down her record, you will see names like current WBC Bantamweight champ Yulihan Luna, current IBF number one Jessica Chavez, and Zulina Munoz, who's scheduled to take on WBC featherweight champ Yamalith Mercado on April 2nd for the WBC featherweight title. Guzman is no stranger to tough competition in and around this weight class. She's a former WBC Super Flyweight champ herself. She's capable of reaching those heights again, but not while Juarez holds that belt. I like her chances even less in that rematch. However, I appreciate how she continues challenging herself against the toughest competition. We don't see that enough on the men's side. Two other names in these rankings to look out for are Adelaida Ruiz at number two and Diana Laura Fernandez at number four. Adelaida Ruiz from America, five knockouts in her 10 victories, last out 25 September 2021, scoring a KO victory. She's a strong looking fighter, her natural gifts of size and reach help her have natural advantages over other women in the, in the division. She pumps a good jab, shows to be a boxer puncher, knows her way around the ring, and possesses solid defense. But her defense is not as tight as McCoy's, but not many women's are. Because Ruiz does take more chances with her combinations, but those chances also help lead to the KOs that she has. And honestly, to me, Ruiz looks to be the most formidable challenger to Juarez in the WBC rankings at the moment. Diana Laura Fernandez of Mexico is a boxer who doesn't mind mixing it up, and that can get her into trouble. Prefers to be on the outside, but if the opponent presses the issue, she will oblige before wheeling out and getting back to her boxing. 
She doesn't seem to be in the upper echelon when it comes to punching power and prowess, but she has enough to keep you honest for sure. She gave Juarez one of her toughest fights last year and lost the split decision. Rebounded nicely with her own split decision victory over Anna Victoria Polo. Fernandez has proven she belongs in the ring with the class of the division, and she's still got more years to give than she's given. She just arrived to her late 20s, has some very good ability, and after coming back to win after losing to Juarez in a fight that wasn't a gimme or a tune-up, she is shown to have the mental toughness to come back after losing a title fight. If she keeps that hunger, she has a great chance to unseat any champ. Now the WBO, they don't have any ratings. You know how I feel about the WBO. It's extremely frustrating. Whatever, man. We move on. The IBF. Number one, we have Jessica Chavez of Mexico. She came up from flyweight in 2019 to challenge for the WBC super flyweight title against Guzman, who we discussed earlier, and she lost that fight. She was clearly the better technical fighter on the night, but Technique alone didn't get it done, and she lost by split decision. Now she's in the IBF rankings and breathing down Michaela Lujan's neck. If the Lujan-Chavez fight happens anytime soon, that is going to be a very tight contest. And I could see that going to another split decision just because of their styles. Chavez is comfortable in her attack, whether she's banging on the inside, working her way inside. Her attack is better at mid-range to outside than inside, but she's a very capable inside fighter. When she fought current WBC flyweight champ, Naoka Fujioka years ago, Fujioka's style worked for her as she ended up being the better boxer on the night. Fujioka applied pressure, but it wasn't a smothering, overwhelming pressure like you would see from a Sean Porter or a Guzman, in this case, comparing the apples to apples here, who was a previous opponent that beat Chavez. Chavez is a solid fighter, and we'll see if she gets another opportunity at Superfly Gold in the near future. Normally, this would be the time that I got into who's up next, but we covered Serena McCoy, Jasmine Artiga, and Diana Laura Fernandez already. Keep an eye out for them and their future bouts. But that's all I have for this one. Thanks for watching. I appreciate the support. Until next time, I'm out.